What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we need to send a shout-out and a thank you to Nathan Cloud, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Master level. Thank you so much for your support, Nathan. For our first question, Graham Gaskill asks who the Rangers of the New Republic could be. I have a feeling that this is the rumored project that Cara Dune will be involved in. That makes sense. If, if that all is true, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I can definitely see them planting some seeds in The Mandalorian for this show with, uh, I can only remember Trapper Wolf. What's Carson Teva, Yeah, Car- who I was absolutely going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, Carson Teva, uh, the New Republic officers from Mandalorian. Um, and like Carson even has a little exchange with Kara uh, about getting the, the Marshall... Yeah, sheriff medal thing. As much as I would love Trapper Wolf to be a series regular, I don't think Dave Filoni has any interest in that, and I doubt the other directors do either. And so, but that very well could be why uh, Carson was brought into the show uh, to be like, here's our New Republic like liaison mm-hmm. uh, to the Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Um, and I really, really want that to happen. Just knowing how much of a fan. Uh, Paul Soon Hyung Lee is. Uh, we just started watching Kim's Convenience because of his appearance in The Mandalorian, and we fell in love with that show. Uh, and he just seriously, there's an interview online that so many people have sent to me because uh, it involves Biggs. So thank you, everyone in the world who sent that. <laughs> but it's just the the nicest video. He is a huge, huge Star Wars fan and nerd. Has a bunch of cosplays. So I. I really want him to get to continue living out this Star Wars dream. Yeah. As far as the like plot of the show, what do you think we're we're looking at here? So, going back to what Carson says to Kara, he's like these incidents aren't isolated. Like there's a connection here, so I could see it being almost like a an investigative maybe not a procedural show. But like, uh, there's something going on and we're going to follow the trail, go planet hopping, uh, try to maybe root out where the Empire, the Imperial Remnant is located. I'd really like to see like a Star Wars version of Super Troopers. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's going to be. But, <laughs> a girl can dream. Uh, but Mr. Lee is a very funny actor, so he could think, handle it. I mean... This would be, I I always say this about things, but uh, until they come out, but like there's lots of room for humor in Star Wars. Star Wars is funnier than people sometimes like to pretend that it is. Yeah. And especially (laughs) if this is like centered around the New Republic kind of just getting started, you know, they're trying to exert their presence and make themselves known in the galaxy, and some people just don't take them seriously, and they may struggle with that. And I, I want this to be kind of funny. I, w- I would be surprised if it were a straight-up comedy, but yeah, I, I agree that uh, The Mandalorian has had moments of comedy, but it's, I would say, few and far between uh, when you compare it to like the movies. Um, I also want to point out that they're, along with rumors of Cara Dune being in the show, Bo-Katan was also mentioned. Um, I, I get the sense that this isn't going to be like a, this is the, the one person show. It's centered around one person. I think it'll be an ensemble, a team, 
that's going around and doing something. Yeah. <laughs> don't, what? I don't know. It'll be nice to just see more of the New Republic. Agreed. Like, that's something that the very little taste that we've gotten from the pilots in season one and now Carson in season two, I'm like, okay, we're getting a little context that was sorely lacking in The Force Awakens. I'm glad that they're kind of giving us that insight now. Wasty Dest wants to know if Moff Gideon will die in this season, allowing for a new big bad to step in. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, I I can't think of a big bad other than Thrawn. I think it's it's way too soon to bring him into the Mandalorian. He got a name drop, but I think they're saving him for the Ahsoka series, maybe. Well, we will talk about that shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I, I I agree. I don't think they're going to kill off Gideon. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoilers for this past episode of Mandalorian, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, we we should warn. We actually waited until after the this week's episode to record the Q&A. <laughs> yeah. So we're not speculating wildly. So yeah. And so, spoiler warning, um, he's still alive on the second to last episode. Um, so I, I don't see him like... Finally getting to face off with Mando and then just like dying. Yeah, we haven't had enough time with him and he's a very compelling villain and character. It would just feel like a waste for them to like catch up to him and kill him. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like we never fully got to know the guy. Mm. Uh, and we, we just saw a new side of him last week when he was like smiling and laughing uh, more at Baby Yoda, not with him. But I did have a thought though. Like, we got his kind of fake-out death for season one during the finale. Now I'm kind of wondering, okay, after we got that, maybe he does die <laughs> this, at the end of the season. And maybe it's by the hands of, like, Bo-Katan, who just goes into a rage. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But I, I agree that I don't think uh, Thrawn is going to become the big bad of the Mandalorian. I think it sounds like he might become the big bad of the Mandalorian and the Rangers and the Ahsoka series that all of that kind of works together. Um, so in the meantime, Den is going to have to deal with Moff Gideon. And in the meantime, the Rangers might deal with something else. And then Ahsoka might be on the hunt for uh, Thrawn and yeah. then like assembles the super team <laughs> at the end of that or something. I, I think we're way more likely as much as it's going to pain me uh, we're probably more likely getting a cliffhanger of a finale, which would probably mean Gideon doesn't die. I just, I just want to know that Grogu's okay. I, I'm, I don't think they're going to leave us in the lurch with that. I don't think they're gonna uh, have us wondering about the fate of the child for a year. Uh, I do think we're gonna get like a whoa moment. Sort of like we did at the end of season one with the Darksaber. I think we'll get another reveal like that, and that will be the cliffhanger, the the hook to keep us talking until season three. Maybe the Jedi that may or may not have heard Grogu's call, um, maybe it is Ezra, and he shows up, and he, he's got the pergol, and he does the same thing with Gideon <laughs> as he did with Thrawn. He's like, guys... I, I know can, what to do. I can fix your problem. He's like, I just got back, but I'll do it again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. He knows He knows how it works now. There's just like some area of the galaxy that he's been dumping bad guys. 
<laughs> just a big garbage pile of like angry Imperials that are stuck here now. <laughs> They're stuck on a moon somewhere. <laughs> Blake Hensley asks if Boba Fett and Finnick Shand could secretly be working for Moff Gideon. I don't think so. I th- I would say that there is a possibility, and it did enter my mind at one point. Like, are they just playing him? Because they talked about how big the bounty on the child was now. Um, but I don't think that's the case. That would be just, like, the worst way for them to handle Boba Fett coming back, I feel like. It also seems like just a needlessly long con. Yeah, he, like, Boba Fett came back, guns a-blazing, and, like, he's like, I'm gonna hold up this deal of helping you get the child back. But then, like, I don't know, it makes me kind of think of the whole Beckett switcheroo and Solo not that I didn't like that, but I don't know. It it just it would be happening too fast. The Beckett stuff is a completely different situation. What I see here is if he were going to double-cross Mando, uh, if that were like his plan all along, just his actions so far make zero sense to me. Like, And it, I would assume Moff Gideon were in on it where, okay, first you like kill all my stormtroopers, uh, my <laughs> limited resource, just murder them. That's fine. Uh, and then, But let the baby get away. And then like help Din out a little bit and like slowly lead him to me. Like that just seems why not just grab Din? If if you need Din along with the child, then why not just go ahead and take him? Now, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a temptation, kinda like we talked about a few weeks back, could Moff Gideon trade the Darksaber for the child to Bo Katan, or like I, I could see him having moments with those characters where he offers them something that they want in return for not killing him or attacking his ship or something like that. Yeah, I could see them, like, if they do end up in, like, some kind of standoff, I could see Gideon trying to offer them something in exchange for working with him instead. Like, I'll give you a clean slate. Like, I'll give you a captain's medallion. (laughs) Yeah. Or something weird. Um, I I won't rule out the idea that Boba Fett could betray Din, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Tyler Shepard wants to know if Thrawn will appear in this season or next or stay in the Ahsoka series. So this is kind of all up in the air of where Thrawn is going to pop up. I could see Thrawn being that hook that I mentioned instead of the Darksaber Thrawn could be someone that appears on a hologram or in live action. Uh, maybe like Moff Gideon reports in to Thrawn if they are working together. We don't know how that relationship works. Mm-hmm. But I could see Thrawn being the hook now that he's been mentioned once in the series. It'd be like, okay, let's reveal him and start getting people excited for this now. I, there's In my mind, there's a slight chance of that happening in this finale, much bigger chance of it happening next season. Because uh, again, you know, we got the Ahsoka episode of season two. We could get a Thrawn episode of season three to further funnel people into the Ahsoka show if that's where they're going to end up. And, and I think that there are a bunch of different options for hooks. Like it, it doesn't have to be Thrawn. It could be Luke or whatever Jedi may have heard Grogu's call or something like that. I just... I think there will be something that in that last scene grabs us and makes us all go nuts. 
uh, and then we'll talk about it for a year. I just don't know what that thing is, and I could I could see it being Thrawn. I could see that moment of basically his reveal in the Star Wars Rebels Season 3 trailer where he steps out of the shadows and I like ran down the hall screaming. <laughs> we might do that again, but in live action. See Jurassic Right Podcast asks if the High Republic could lead the way for more books and comics that aren't specifically made to support the movies and series. I hope so. Uh, something that I've talked about in the past is that a lot of the books and comics take place in like the Skywalker saga era. A lot of them tie directly into the movies or the series. Um, th- there have been some that don't like the Alphabet Squadron books uh the inferno squad book they they tied into games um alphabet squadron is more standalone but the high republic is such a big publishing effort i hope it does really well and i would love to see star wars do more stuff like that where they find a corner of the galaxy they want to explore and they open it up with books and comics it's it's been a lot of fun getting to do that yeah i i don't see why not um, especially if the High Republic stuff it does really, really well. Um, I, I just don't know, like, I don't know what it would be. Would it be, like, I, another era? Would it be, like, super far into the future? Yeah, I think I would find, yeah, an era to explore. Something that hasn't been touched in even Legends. Like, that's what the High Republic is. Just something that has no real set expectations where they can do something brand new. I like that. I, I've always said that it would, I think it would be cool for there to be a series of books about um, younglings training or Padawans training. I mean, they would be probably young adult or young reader books, but I still think that's something like that has been missing in Star Wars canon for a younger generation to to really get immersed into. I agree. They have had a handful of like young reader series or uh, junior reader. They, I forget what they classify them, like middle grade reading books. There have been a handful of series. I haven't read all of them, um, but something like the old. Um, now they're. I'm blanking on the name. Like the Jedi Academy, the Young Jedi, Young Jedi Knights. I think it was that mm-hmm. followed like Jason and Jaina, uh, the Solo Twins, as they became. Jedi like that was a really fun series to read growing up and I'm glad I had something like that so uh, yeah I think it would be good to do that for the new canon that's it for patron questions if you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here just head over to patreon where we left you a written response if you're not a patron you can learn more by following the link in the description just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars explained content like the audio commentaries for the films and we're doing audio commentaries for all of the Mandalorian episodes and We'll be doing chapter 15 very soon, but we have up through chapter 14 done already, so that's available right now if you're interested. On to YouTube questions, 8BitVictor asks if the Amban rifle in Doc on Dars isn't Din's after all since it was destroyed on the Razor Crest. Um, so that's the pulse rifle. The disintegrator, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Yeah. I do. I'm sad that that thing is gone too. Um just because it's in Doc on Dars doesn't mean it has to have been Din's. I don't think anyone said that had to be his. Yeah, and like we didn't, we don't know if that's like one of a kind, do we? Yeah, I wouldn't think that it is. I, I almost like to believe that 
people, when Din had it and we, he was using it regularly, other bounty hunters saw it and then, like, paid people to, to make knockoffs <laughs> by, like, a different company, and that's what's hanging in Doc Ondar's. Well, Doc Ondar's got a keen eye. I think he would catch a fake, but... <laughs> I, well, maybe, I, I just maybe he's just got it up there to potentially sell it for as the real thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Uh, he's got a real one in the back. I I assume a that it did get destroyed, but you know maybe it didn't. <laughs> maybe it's just buried under ash and rubble. And uh, Den found his spear and was like, "This is all I need," and <laughs> and took it. And Doc Ondar found it later. Or maybe he gets another one in a future series season. Or maybe it's just a different pulse rifle and Doc Ondar thought it looked cool next to the helmet. Which it does. Carbon Tactics wants to know if Grogu will speak in normal sentences or like Yoda when he grows up. I go back and forth on this because to me, your speech pattern is like very much a nurture over nature thing Mm -hmm. in the real world. But in Star Wars, I could maybe see just that species like that's just how they talk they maybe their brains just can't comprehend basic except for out of syntax yeah i don't know like i almost feel like that was a yoda specific thing i mean so in legends did yaddle talk like that or do we know i can't remember she was in like one major comic one or two um and i don't recall if she talked like yoda did but like yeah, as far as we really know in can I think in uh in Knights of the Old Republic, there's a Yoda species master, and I believe he talks out of order. Hmm. So in canon, all we have is Yoda. So he might just be a weirdo. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like he was kind of introduced into the in to Star Wars as this like wacky, old mischievous um Jedi. And Luke's like, who's this crazy old coot living in the forest? <laughs> I, I kind of don't think we're ever going to know. I don't see us getting to a point where Grogu is speaking full sentences, maybe a word at a time. But I, I just think that that's a, an answer better left in our heads where we do go like, I don't know how that would work. And we don't have to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if at some point down the line, we run into Grogu when he's older in like a book or a comic and he speaks out of order that would I think that would be funny but now I'm thinking of uh there's a Gungan character in Last Shot uh that Han and Lando meet and he does not talk like Jar Jar so it's like just because one member of or even multiple members like Boss Nass just because some of them speak one way doesn't mean that another member of the same species won't speak another. Harry Palmtree asks if the Tython Temple's simplicity was meant to show how the Jedi had lost their way by the time of the prequels. Maybe. I see it more as just, uh, it's very old. It's very simplistic. It's just a bunch of rocks. It reminded me of the Octo Temple. Yeah. It being old, it being on like a rural setting... I think that's just, that's what made sense. And on Coruscant, where it's big and there's like a booming city, 
Yeah, make a big fancy temple. Why not? But I, I do think that those two things could be connected as in like, oh, the Jedi are now at this point where it's like we build these huge temples and these big old statues of great masters and we kind of glorify ourselves a little more. And yeah, we deserve some nice things and some put some gold around the temple. And Well, it makes me think of like, we don't know much about the High Republic right now, but like they dress very elaborately and it's very fancy looking and so i don't know like back in the high republic they i think they were still doing some fancy stuff i, I agreed and i've always kind of wondered how that would play into things because yeah it is like the jedi have lost their way by the time of the prequels but in the high republic they're supposed to be like when they're at their best uh but they do dress yeah very elaborately very very ornately um they're fancy <laughs> they they got some fancy pants they hold their pinkies up uh-huh. when they drink when they, their... when they fight with their lightsabers <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> when they're force choking that's what the high republic sith do <laughs> jesper levels wants to know if we'll ever see stories about oppo rancisis quinlan voss or other jedi who survived order 66 probably um to me, whenever those kinds of questions pop up, I'm like, it all depends on the story someone wants to tell. I don't think Lucasfilm is going like, okay, well, we have all these characters that we have hinted have survived, and like, we have to get someone to write a Quinlan Voss story, and we have to get someone to write an Oppo Rancis's story. I don't think that's how they operate. I think they let storytellers kind of pitch ideas, uh, and if Quinlan Voss fits into that story, then great. Uh, if he doesn't, then they won't use him. That's just kind of like a chicken before the egg thing, I guess. Yeah, and plus Quinlan Voss has a book. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it's a Clone Wars book. Well, yeah, but... So not like a post. He's, yeah, but like... Oh, so this is specifically post- The, the ones who survived and like what happened to them after. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, we saw... Uh, with Cal Kestis, like he got a, his own video game and probably is getting a sequel. So, but he was a brand new character. Yeah. So, like these are characters that we saw in the prequels, and we know they're still alive, probably. So, will we ever learn their fate? Like, probably, maybe in a comic. I don't think it'll be anything big. The Bad Batch could play into it. Yeah. They could start to maybe try to help Jedi or like thwart the the Empire hunting them down or something. Yeah, I mean, like we saw Jocasta Nu come up in the comics. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I think that's a, a good place, especially if it's just going to be like, hey, look who it is. And oh, now they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't all go that way. But I'm also not too concerned with following up on everyone i love quinlan voss i i wouldn't mind seeing a story about him but like every time even though in my head i'm like yeah it, it's fine that like if a hundred jedi survived order 66 that's fine uh but every time they announce another one i'm like okay like another story about another survivor and then i mean that's what i rolled my eyes when they talked about fallen order and it's one of my favorite star wars stories ever so <laughs> Uh, not saying it can't be done well. I'm just like, I don't want there to be an abundance of survivors. Yeah. 
Hans Morktoffel asks if Infus Nest could appear in the Cassian series. Now we know that it's called Endor. Andor. Andor, sorry. Andor. What? <laughs> There's an Endor series. Andor, Andor. <laughs> <laughs> Twi'lek, Twi'lek, same thing. <laughs> um, I've, I've spoken about this before, actually, and I think it would be really cool to see her, but more specifically, maybe her mom, just because she like mentions her mom. I don't think Andor is going to go back that far. It yeah. depends on when they they keep saying it's in the early days of the rebellion, but I don't think it's like when he was six years old. That kind of well, early, yeah. But she's very young, right? In Solo, that's true. It it could be that like her mom died like the year before, which would be sad. But yeah, yeah, that would be that would be kind of interesting if we saw Enfys Nest and the helmet and all that, and then took the helmet off and you're like oh it's the previous infus nest mm -hmm. and yeah and like any of the other members of the cloud rider gang would be cool to see yeah i mean i, I and i think that aaron kellyman would be a great inclusion into cassie and we know she's working with the rebellion in the early days so i'm on board with that i also think she could work into the lando series if that is that era of lando um I kind of assume that it is. I don't like they just didn't even talk about which Lando or both Landos or <laughs> post post solo or yeah. pre solo. I mean, it could be. It could. I I would guess the Infus Nest would show up post solo, but maybe Lando's run into her before. Yeah, I. This is off topic, but I I kind of feel like the Lando series might be pre solo just because he's got that line in there about doing a job for Crimson Dawn. And that could be something cool. I, I like the, the idea that it, it might be a little nebulous um, that you threw this out there of Billy D. Williams opening up every episode, talking about an adventure flashback to young Lando. It's basically the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but in Star Wars, and that's fine. I'm all for it. Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if, if that were to happen and... During that opening, when Lando's talking, he's talking to Janna. Like they're going, oh yeah, they're off on their adventures. Oh, yeah, and he's telling her stories. I really like that because then it would be um, kind of a kill two birds with one stone. We get to see what they're up to. Like they could have an ongoing story. It's very much they've done this model in the comics a lot of, uh, especially in Star Wars adventures. Like, there's something a bunch of heroes are doing, and while they do that, they tell each other stories to pass the time. So that's a great idea, <laughs> to to not only get, like, an anthology of young Lando stories, but also get to see a little bit of post The Rise of Skywalker, uh, Lando and Janna looking for her home. Yeah, and it would be... Fairly easy, I feel like, depending on how many episodes the show is to film something like that. They could, you know, assuming they have an outline for all the episodes, they could film it all in like one or two goes. But we got way off topic. <laughs> uh, Infus Nest and Cassian, yes, I think that's absolutely possible. Yes. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion and get a guaranteed written response. Bear with us, it's going to take some time because, again, with the Mando and all the news, we have a ton of questions to go through, but it will happen. 
If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.